0: Happy Tuesday.
1: Good morning, everybody. It's the 7th of June, 2022. Yes. Which by definition means it's Scarlett's birthday.
0: It is Scarlett's birthday. Happy birthday, Scarlett.
1: Happy birthday, Scarlet! Happy birthday to you. I hope it's a magnificent day for her. Me too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. She's a sweetie. Yeah,
1: that's mm-hmm. true. Yep It's very true Love her We've known her a very long time We
0: have known her a very long time I mean,
1: 13 years, but still, that's a pretty long time
0: Yeah, well, especially
1: Consider- at her age, that's almost her <laughs> that's whole life a lot of time mm-hmm. So, wow, here we are
0: Yeah, once again I know in a, Yeah, it was still May last time, right?
1: Yeah, I don't know it would have to be the 31st of May last Tuesday Oh
0: right, because it was yeah. Ali's birthday Yeah, so yes
1: We're just trading birthdays So we are in a, a different month The new Gregorian Yeah Yeah
0: And Hebrew, but we'll talk about that in a minute
1: We'll talk about that in a minute mm-hmm. So you're doing pretty good this morning
0: Yeah, I'm good I had sweet time with Papa in the night, so yeah
1: I had sweet time with Elohim in the morning
0: <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah I know yours was early. Mine was kind of throughout and you know, my standard, my blanket
1: is my tallit.
0: It's
1: pretty pretty astounding. Yeah. It was a little chilly in our house this morning. I think we overdid it on the air con.
0: <laughs> okay. I, I know have. I know you were up in the night turning it down. Oh
1: god, it was so cold. Yeah, so I did I did end up having my blanket cuz I had to. It was sort of a you know, an arctic circle kind of moment. Yeah. In our house.
0: That's my thing. I always have my blanket because what, no matter the temperature, because it's my woobie.
1: It is your woobie. Yes, yeah. I overheat at night, but not this morning.
0: Okay, that's good.
1: Yeah, I was really doing that.
0: Yeah. So, um, you know, we we did have an event here last week. That um, just another another experience of loss and and trauma, which was a shooting here in Tulsa at our our I guess I I would call it our main hospital because that's the one you know we would go to but it is you know the really big hospital system here and so walking through that together we have people who knew people very well whose lives were taken and so. Yeah, we're just kind of walking through that together here.
1: Yeah, there's a. I think there's a grief that's across the United States right now because we do have, um, we do have. Uh, I'm not even sure how to describe it, but we have a situation where there is a culture of what what feels like suicide, where. People are taking others out with them, and it's just awful, and we're all we're all processing that. But for that to happen here, you know, like Tulsa is like our front yard, and so it's just very, very home. It's just a very close thing, and yeah, there's a lot of pain and processing going on here.
0: And grateful for all that Papa had spoken to us last week, for walking through and who we are and what we do, and so that that doesn't change that actually um, we actually feel prompted prompted to the fullness of that, so on we go
1: yeah fully and and I think I think, as people of love, we have great compassion
0: mm-hmm. and
1: um and our hearts are are moved by even the the pain of those who are close to the victims and yeah it's just yeah it's just really it's something where there is it's a great moment to be processing your emotions with God mm-hmm. and and not trying to do it on your own not trying to stuff it you know not not letting it turn into something that that is hurtful but instead really just walking the journey with Elohim and letting the light sort of show you what these kinds of things mean to God.
0: Yeah, yeah, and just really not feeling, you know, if you are in the light and there's an emotion to process, not letting that be a ding to you or a shame that, oh no, I held on to something. It's just, it's part of... The journey, part of being in the world we're in, that we have those moments to reconcile and realize, oh, I haven't processed this. And I know yesterday I was sharing something with you and it was about processing, just inviting you to help me be accountable in in something I was doing with Elohim and and you said, you know, through what we're talking about I can see that what's really appearing for you is grief and then when I really spent some time in the light I knew that was it and just over all that's been you know all that's been happening and and trying to you know as we talked about not not be passerbys of this but, and actually and not being numb but letting ourselves feel and so realizing I needed to process some of what was happening and, and you know, start the journey from grief to joy. So, yeah, grateful, grateful that we have a place to process and we're really not alone in a single thing.
1: It's so true. Oh my goodness. I I think, you know, for most of us, most of our lives, we we didn't really have an outlet and it's just such a Such a joy to know that God wants to process those emotions with
0: us. And He gives us each other to walk through things as community, and gosh, beyond grateful for that as well.
1: Very much so. Well, one of the things that I have been walking through, and I know we all have been walking through here, especially at these exceptionally early Talit times with (laughs) God, have been you know i am I'm, I'm almost embarrassed to say in the three o'clock hour, so more like three thirty Bless, uh, bless yeah Sorry. thanks thanks received received yeah, <laughs> yeah than the than the good old days when it was four you yeah. know <laughs> yeah but uh but there's been a there's been a uh, quite a few of these three thirty in the morning uh knock knock on the door, and you know i'm I feel like there's an invitation to sit in the presence of the Almighty and and process some things. And one of the one of the uh, one of the things that seem to be consistent in this is that we've been having these storms, and of course we it's it's the rain season, so we're not surprised by that. Um, but I I just think back, you know, to my childhood and even teenage years, how much I loved storms and how much I loved, you know, the sound of rain and, and even thunder, you know, was, was, there's some form of comfort in that. But these storms that we've been having this last week have, have had something else on them. You can feel the transference of defilement from one place to another through the clouds and the winds and the rain. And um, and that doesn't mean that the storm was entirely defiled, it just means that that was a part of it. And so, um, getting to uh, sit with God in the light and just have that um, that time to to see the different things that were in there and forgiving those people whose sins are were empowering that and one of the the revelations that came in that time was I don't know that it was something new but maybe just a a new angle on it perhaps but but in essence that in those storms i kept seeing division and and i think that that's a a sound that the world is experiencing and i'm i feel pretty sure that that these storms whether they're storms in the natural and the spirit or just in the spirit these storms are happening all around all of us right now and it's always going to be something we can respond to and go to god and deal with or or we can react to and i think that the the message from heaven is is be be aware that this is an attempt to get us to react and participate in the division that's out there and that's that's not the heart of god of course and i think um i think that that some manifestations of this are divisions among people. And so, getting us to have our ideologies that disagree. So, here, once again, is this, you know, just being very real, scheme or conspiracy to find that seed of truth that we are emotionally vested into, or interested in, or desirous of, or strongly emotionally agree with. And and oftentimes that relates to a wound from our past, where there's something that we got wounded by, and now we're very passionate about this truth. And the truth is the truth, so we love the truth. Um, I think it's when our passion is driven by that reaction to a previous wound that we're susceptible to being led into a maze, and that's that's one of the things that I really feel like is out there right now is is this draw into mazes that divide us, and getting having different mazes that are that are demonically designed and um, and and put together by humans. And then having us uh, go through this maze to a desired conclusion by the kingdom of selfishness so that we are divided from each other. And if we know that that is happening out there, then this is something we can be actively dismantling. So, if last week we remembered who we were, this week we might just uh, continue our, our work of actively dismantling these things. But I think the biggest part that that was on the heart of God as as I'm sitting at, at God bless me 3 30 in the morning, the last I don't know how many mornings, but enough, um, is that is that ultimately the enemy is trying to separate us from God. So dividing us from each other is very real. Separating us from God is is the worst of the worst because if we're not connected with God, we can't really connect with each other, and and really um, everything falls apart. So I, I think when when we when we approach this, that um, many of us and and me um, I'll just say me were raised from a standpoint of if I may use this phrase sin avoidance. Which we might we might call now um, the shame of selfishness or um, the guilt of selfishness, where when we do something that's selfish that it is embarrassing or um, it is offensive or it could hurt another person, or it it separates us from God. and so we focus a lot of our efforts on avoiding this sin, avoiding that sin. And obviously, we want to be maturing sons and daughters, and we want to be good stewards of our inputs, we want to be good stewards of our choices. So, in no way does that get lost in this, but I think that um, Elohim is saying right now that, that with this flavor, and I, and I hear the word temperature, the temperature of this spiritual division scheme that our greatest antithesis is to spend less time standing against sin and more time sp- standing for moments to connect with God. So if our focus is not avoid, but our focus is connect, then we're in the flow of all of heaven, you know. And so, and so, no, I, I, I don't want to do anything that separates me from God, but remember who you are in this moment. I can choose to connect to Elohim right now. I can choose that right now. I can say I want to connect with Elohim right now, and that's my choice. So my choice is that I have moments throughout my day and and even though I can't I I may not be at a place where I am in continuous, you know, uh communion, which would be lovely. You know, I think we all would love to have continuous yeah. communion and that's that's a beautiful uh thing to keep our sights set on is continuous communion. But that our start for, for many of us or, or continuation of where we are on that journey is just to choose, choose those connections with Elohim. And um, so, but if we focus on connection, then the, the pull to separate us from God or us from each other is unable to prevail. See, it can't prevail because we've chosen Love. We've chosen our covenant. We've chosen to be faithful and true. We've chosen intimacy. We've chosen to be close. And that is a place where, again, and there could be a legal right and we need light and we dismantle something with a simple sentence of prayer. But at the end of the day, when we choose to be with Elohim. Elohim is with us and and understanding that that's the greatest pull happening right now is to get us away from Elohim. And as soon as we are then we're in our inside of our heads and we're we're starting to have these whatever, you know, but we stray, we lose sight and then we're off and not where where we want to be. We become selfish again and that's not what papa has for us. So when we are connected with Elohim, we are connected with each other, and this division, this division scheme, is by definition and in essence defeated. And um, and what happens is, is that we become one because we are um, connected with God, and God makes us one. That's what God does. And I think all of us know, we've been talking about this for so many years, but the Revelation 1414, 14, global harvest, is truly upon us. And in whether this is this is the the, the it, it being birthed or whether we are we are beginning to stride in it we see people needing love more and more every day. And this is where we get the glory of being the emissaries of love as sons and daughters of God. And so, remembering that there is a harvest upon us and that how we will participate in that rescue of people from the decay of selfishness to the um, the life of love is when we choose Elohim in our moments, and Elohim is close to us, and is sowing seed in us, and is raining upon us, tilling our soil, shining upon us, and and bringing out that that harvest in us, and and then we have seed to rescue many with. And so, yeah, I, I think the sound is very loud right now. Choose moments to connect with Elohim and defeat the um, the tsunami of division that seems to be swelling around us.
0: Yeah, and I think be so watchful of, of feeling to isolate yourself, to separate yourself and... And to not share life with those you know where you're placed and um, remembering just the purpose of being placed where you are and and if there are things that you don't want to share because you're afraid it'll be you know you can't protect it that way and it can be taken or changed you know realize that, um, you know, Elohim's always moving, and so sometimes He wants to move, and that thing we're holding on to, so we see it as He really intends. So, um, I feel this will probably sound a little strange to say, but I feel greatly encouraged because of the time we've we're coming into the season we're coming into, and that all of these things that are happening are, are so opposed to what we've just crossed the threshold of and that encourages me because i i really know we know who we are and we can enter in fully in to the season he has not the um not the the slavery the enemy's trying to get us in you know it's it's really significant and this this has been this way for quite a long time but in in the season of counting of the Omer where we're recounting testimonies that that things happen that seem so opposed to the goodness of God and who he is and and who we're meant to be and try to draw us to be different than that and you know this this was true of of his people in ancient days, you know, the counting of the Omer, they were they began recounting a tragedy, which was the destruction, destructions of the temple, you know, and that loss. And then there was a realization that came during the counting of those days, which which to me is no more lost days, which was finding who he was and what he has in every single day you know, just, just finding the fullness of him in every day. And and so as they would go through the counting, they would begin testifying to the goodness of God despite these things that had been enacted, you know. Um in, in their time and throughout history, because we we still see that now, and it really does bring the choice of who we are. So as there's been so much to take in 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 these past, well, just in the past, you know there's so there's so much to take in. We can't miss that what we're truly taking in is him in that situation, for that situation, so we know how He wants us to be moved, and so we can be moved with Him. And so, it it's just, as we've come through counting of the Omer, and much has been happening, and now we've just, um, last week, we've crossed the threshold into Savan and what is the covenant of Savan Well, it's all about being united, it's all about becoming one. Um, Sivan means unified, and it means beloved. And, and we can definitely take that to, oh, be loved. But it's, and that is important, so important, to be able to be loved in spite of every circumstance, to be loved. But it, it has a, a wider meaning than that. It means to be in relationship with love. And to not let anything dissuade you from being in that relationship with love. And to really, really just aim our hearts at, at the fruit of that. The fruit and the beauty of being in relationship with love. Even and especially when surrounded by a lot of not love. And to know that that's we were formed there. We were formed there. And that's what this unifying, we're being reconciled to the truth of, of who we're of, where we're from, all of those things. And another meaning of Savan is season and time. And so, what that means is Savan reconciles us to the reason that we meet Him in all seasons. No matter the season, this holds the reason for why we meet him at every appointment, at every invitation in every single day in every moment why why that matters to us, and what that reveals to the world and um, Savan comes from the word Karashim, which means planks, and it it's The idea that there is a tie that binds us together in a resting place, and that is His Tafak, or His standard of measure, that we are drawn together to a place of rest, and we get to really tend to each other when there is unrest. We're the reconcilers. We reconcile each other back to rest, so we rest together with Him. So, Savan is all about things that were once separate or drawn to be reconciled and opened for each other. So, not just connected to each other, but opened to each other. The Torah was given in Savan, which is a day when justice and mercy became unified, became intertwined with each other. So Savon holds Shavuot, which was just over the weekend, and so I hope everyone uh, observed that in a way that that Elohim led you to. We did, and I, we did it a little differently this time. It was lovely, and uh, so very grateful to to keep that appointment with him, and um, and just remembering that Shavuot was at its origin the day when God pledged His devotion to us, and we in turn pledged our devotion to Him. So, He He pledged His devotion to all of us, every one of us, and we pledged our devotion to all of Him, to the fullness of Him, a declaration that we would let Him be full in this world, in in the places that we are. And so... Um, and then, of course, on Chavo is when Pentecost occurred and and just the reality of of a young bride came forth, you know, a a baby church, a, a new bride, um, a bride for the groom became a reality. And so that's that's why Savan reminds us why we meet with him. it's it's about romance, it's about love, it's about a wedding and being given in a moment everything needed to make it to the wedding, not just to make it, but but to come fully to the wedding as the bride, you know, to be the bride. So every year on the holiday of Shavuot, we we get to renew our acceptance of that proposal. And and Papa is so good he restates it for us. So something we can explore during Savan, uh, one of the, the scriptures that, that connects during Savan and Shavuot is from Song of Songs, I am my beloved's and he is mine. And what that translates to is my beloved is for me and I am for my beloved. And so it's a picture of this relationship with love, not just the idea of love, but the relationship of love. So we get to ask in this time, are we fully for our bridegroom? And it's just what you were talking about. Is there a place we've separated from him because his wondrous ways are different than what we planned out for ourselves? And so we we try to hold it you know, keep it in our pocket, close to our chest, so it's not shared. And we don't let Him reconcile the fullness of what's in His heart with the fullness of what's in ours. And we can recognize how we've allowed different to become difficult. When something looks different than we thought, that doesn't mean it has to be difficult. It means it, it draws us to Him. And and just, I think Savan reckons us with, have we become pensive or complacent about where we're placed and, and lost our passion and purpose to even be there? So, those are some things to explore. And then our dimension is knowledge, or da'at. Did I get that right? Nailed it. Oh, whoo! That doesn't happen often. So, from what you had shared on the dimensions, it's it's the knowing, the knowledge inside of of Elohim, that every choice we have and haven't made is inside Him and can be recalibrated, can be restored. Um, it's much about the fruit of choice and the maturity that comes from that the maturity that allows us to actually come closer and grow in wonder and delight and awe. So, Da'at is, is about the awareness of what is inside Elohim and the realization that that dwells inside us because He, he gave us that part of Himself— so, da'at means to know, and it's it's all about a personal, intimate relationship. This isn't an abstract thought of, oh, how will I know the, the inside, the internalness of God? And it da'at is all about our invitation to go in, to go in to all that's been opened. Da'at is also, it's the the... Word used in the idea of exodus thirty one when the the people who weren't craftsmen all of a sudden received craftsmanship and they were able to, to create things that were inside the heart of God, they were able to access that they they entered right into the knowledge of God and then they were able to manifest it in all the things for the tabernacle and and to think we have that like that dimension is open to us so we we can make that choice to cross in as well and and see something that's deep in the heart of God and then manifest it here it's no different the world feels like a wilderness right now what can we create because we have the knowledge of God, which is a personal, intimate relationship. It comes from that. The reason the, cra- the, the Israelites were able to become craftsmen was because they had the ability to receive, because they had intimacy with the Lord and they were able to respond to what was in his heart. And, um, and again, we have that too. Another meaning of knowledge is truth, and so we are able to receive the truth of who He is, the truth of what Elohim wants to do, and then be part of manifesting that. Da'at comes from a parent root that connects to the letter dalet, which is a gate or a door, but also represents a back-and-forth motion, this in-and-out movement. And so, that doesn't mean leaving the presence of God. It means always in connection, always in relationship, always in motion with God. And it means to carefully examine, to take in the whole. This is knowledge and experience on the most intimate level. It's it's like marriage relationship. So, it's this deepening place of of that bridal relationship with God. And that the in and out, the back and forth just reminded me of one of our waves from Rewilding, which is the spiral, which is all about the inward and the outward, the inhale and the exhale. And it is about taking what's an inward reality to Elohim and then exhaling and making it, and outward reality where you are into the world. So, pretty big dimension. Uh, it's, it's so much about inviting Him to search for the secrets of our heart, even as we're searching for the secrets of His. As I was looking at this dimension, I came, I came to a couple of places in Hosea, but I'll share this one, Hosea 4.6, it says, My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. But how that translates with this dimension is there is destruction because of a lack of intimacy with God. Because we, we can't if we don't fully know Him, we can't fully reveal Him. And the word lack in that scripture, the Hebrew for it is balah, and it means a wearing down or a gradual withdrawal. So, just that, what we've been talking about, a moving away. So, that, that scripture in Hosea would say, My people who have the revealed and hidden knowledge of me are destroyed by their gradual withdrawal from an intimacy with me. Wow. wow. Wow! So then we come to our rest word for the month, which is Shavam, which is Shin Beit Mem. We know, uh, you know, Shin and Beit have been part of all of our Shabbat words, Uh, but just a quick reminder: Shin means to be pierced, to be sharpened, to be to be bound to the source. It means um, life support, basically to be connected to the source. It's like an umbilical cord in a way to lay hold of what he has and not let go. And it's a secure location. And then bait is a firm foundation. It's a house or tent, a habitation, a shelter. It's a place of comfort, communion, and unity, which is significant in this month. So then mem is the last letter, and and we know mem in several ways. Uh, it's a very rich, very rich letter. I want to share maybe something we haven't looked at before. Mem has a final form in its shape that looks like a book. So mem is about our story, and so mem means concealed and revealed. So I. have I feel like in this place of rest and what we've already talked about resting together, being reconciled, it's it's the place where we share our story with with him and with each other, and that and our relationships deepen, and there is rest in relationship. Then also mem has the little you know the break in it, which represents a broken heart, but that doesn't mean. Uh, a heart in pain, it means a heart that's open. So, a heart broken open for Him, He creates the openings that we're delivered through. And so, it's it's passages He makes for us. And He does know that that break comes from the things we're seeing in the world— the things that are happening around us—it breaks us. It breaks our heart, and He meets us right in that opening, and He allows us to pour out that pain, to process what it has felt like to walk through this, to have loss, to have trauma, to know so many are hurting, and so He 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 meets us right in that break so we can pour out to him so he can refill us with his presence he can refill us with the fullness of him and so that's that's part of of the break in the mem so mem also comes from the root word or is in the root word of womb which is all about the loving kindness of god the reality of who he is and and all that he wants to bring to fruition and mem reminds us that we live in a pattern we were created from a pattern and we were meant to respond to that pattern which is to turn and return to to Elohim in every moment and and because mem is womb there's there's water Uh, There's water actually in the middle of the letter. It's the seed inside it. And it's all about mysteries, the unknown. Again, the concealed being revealed. It's like being on a ship. And from the ship, you can see the water and you can see the color. You can see the waves. You can see the rolling, even the currents. But what's below is unknown. And so you begin to imagine what is beneath there. And when we begin to imagine what is not revealed yet, you know what is concealed with Him, then we are—we're a vessel for it to be revealed, and then poured out to to the world. So, Bem is a womb. It's it's a sea of mysteries. It's a, just a place waiting to be searched. And for things to be revealed, and I also I hadn't seen this before. But when I was looking at the pictograph, the original one, it it's you know it looks kind of like a chevron, but it's it's a wave. It's waves, but it, I realized it looks like frequency. It looks like movement, like vibration, and so that that's this place of rest where it it moves us. It's a place that we're moved with him and then another thing about mem is it it has a a root of me which sounds like me but it's not that but it means who or whose that womb reminds us that there are many questions and there are mysteries and secrets and hidden things for every single one to remind us whose we are and uh, it's just those mysteries talked about in Daniel 2.22 and Proverbs five two, the things He wants to reveal, the secrets. And so, that word secret in Hebrew is Sitra, and it's spelled Semek, which once again is the source, the support, the one to whom we attach, and then Tav, which is like the covenant signature. It's it's uh, it means the promise, and it actually reveals within it the Hebrew for it reveals the word or the name Elohim. So it means to be joined or bonded with Elohim, and then Resh is the head. It's it's the authority and the power, um, and it's that which comes from exalting. And when we exalt Him, He is seated on the throne of our heart, and our desire is for Him. And then hay, we know, is create, it's breath, but it's also a window, and it's it's what He reveals and makes known or evident. And one of the things revealed here is His identity, and His identity in this place is husband. So a secret is a place of absolute safety. It's a refuge and it's supported or guaranteed by the signer of the covenant who will reveal himself to those that are that are in the covenant. So I just thought that was cool. A secret is a hiding place to do, to look for his secrets and mysteries is to be hidden in him. And then the our tabernacle is the king, and it means the united. It's all about, remember, this is uh, twins, and in Hebrew culture, when a couple gets married, they're called twins because they're going to begin to reveal each other, and they'll reveal more of who they are to each other, but also of each other. So they're revealing God in each other. They're revealing who He is, and then together they become one and reveal that to the world. And the scripture that ties to this and is, And they shall be coupled together beneath and above. So no separate place, heaven and earth brought together, everything reconciled. And that's Exodus 26, 24. And then our tribe is Zebulun who is we talked about this many times, they traveled abroad for provision for themselves and Issachar. They would even go without food so Issachar could eat and study the Torah, but they, they did have doubt about what where they had been placed and they couldn't see the purpose of it. So they went out and tried to find other other sources, other provisions only to come back to return. Zebulun was really good at returning, and they came back to discover that they had this incredible provision right where they had been placed in the waterways in this tiny little creature that had the blue dye that was used for the the robes and talits and tapestries and all of that. So they were placed perfectly so that Papa could provide, and it's just a reminder to us to, to allow ourselves to celebrate where we're placed and, and allow that to be perfect placement so He can provide for us fully. If we're trying to get where somebody else is or to what somebody else has, we miss His provision. So, Zebulun was given the abundance of the seas and the treasures of the sand, and the land that they occupied was very significant, And it became part of a fulfillment of prophecy. After John was arrested, Jesus went to dwell in Capernaum, which was the land of Zebulun and Naphtali. This fulfilled the words of Isaiah, saying that in that land, people in darkness would see a great light, that light would dawn there. And that was Jesus' occupation of that place. Zebulun was also part of the kingdom transfer from Saul to David. So, I just feel like this is a season of kingdom transfer, and they were part of Deborah's victory, but they didn't drive out the Canaanites as asked, but they just, they forced them into labor, and so they could struggle with incomplete obedience, with doing what Papa said, but doing it their own way, or taking their own path, and then they would return uh, zebulun means a haven and they were said that they would be a people of right sacrifice meaning a people that would draw near so they are a reminder that no matter what path you take when you turn when you return papa is always there for that so their gate is the covenant of maturity that secures authority and secures the air and again, they mean dwelling or home or exalting. This is from, you know, all from what you shared. Um, this gate represents the mansion with many rooms for the children of God, and it's all about us preparing for the bride today by showing the world Papa as a father who has home, and Jesus as a groom, the one who adds onto his father's house for his bride. So, when I was looking at the battle, I knew immediately it was about losing delight. It was about that gradual withdrawal, and you begin to experience lack because you no longer are delighting in intimacy with Him. And this took me to an interesting place I, well, Jonah is from the tribe of Zebulon, so I thought of the picture that Jonah paints of that very thing, that gradual withdrawal, and trying to take your own path, but then the power of that return. But I, for whatever reason, I just kept thinking of Jesus on the cross when He said to Papa, into your hands I commit my spirit. And and I just started thinking, what all could I commit to His hands that I try to hold in my own? And how when I try to hold it in my own, I start this gradual withdrawing, and it creates that divide that you were talking about. So I, I felt to look at that word, di- commit, because I, now it's just tumbling from my lips constantly. I commit this to you. Well, commit comes from the word galal, which is a wave. And it means to roll or to roll down together. So Jesus was saying, not just, I'm going to complete this task, but I want to experience what you're experiencing. I'm going to be in movement with you in this. I'm not held captive here. I'm in motion here. I am... I am not just saying I give you the pain and, and all the things that I'm carrying here on the cross. He's saying, I'm going to experience this fully with you. And it, so, that commit means to seek an occasion to trust. So, Jesus was saying, this is an occasion where I can trust you, and I'm going to trust you fully. It means to roll over to Yahweh. Yahweh. So to give it all to Him, but to stay in the wave with Him, to stay in the movement, to stay in what He's doing and experience it with Him. And then interestingly, commit and delight are synonyms in Hebrew, not in English, but in Hebrew they are. And delight means to properly incline or to bend, to be pleased with. It's this motion that's called a wag. Like literally it's like the wagging of a dog's tail when they're at their happiest. Like when you have just met them right where they are and given them a Scooby snack and you know, all those things. So but it means to express joy. And so it's it's his response. when we when we roll down together, when we commit, into His hands, He meets us in His delight of us so that we can express joy together and have our desires reconciled. So, it's a place of becoming one. It's a place of not being divided. So, um, we just really want to be watching our gradual withdrawal and the way that causes lack. Um, that brings destruction to us that, that has negative impact on us. And so part of it is tending to the light to really see where we truly are, where we're placed, and to welcome the purpose of it and to, to not let there be that divide or that discord. Not to be drawn away but to be drawn together in this season, and just I really feel like it's a time of tending light. Uh, that's a key we've been given, and key uh, is the word kalad, which means an instrument used to remove a seal. Kalad is applied to someone who has authority and the right and the power to remove a seal to reveal. The message in a sealed document to reveal the secret to reveal the mystery, and that 's us we have the key we have the key of light to do that very thing to remove a seal so the world can read the message yes
1: big hallelujah Woo. yeah, and as Jesus opens the seals of Daniel's scroll we uh, we are the key that he is using to do it. And, you know, I just love, I love that, you know, the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. And, and obviously if, if the thief successfully keeps us from intimacy, we have a gradual loss and, um, and that's everything that, um, that destruction that the enemy wants to bring. But if we choose intimacy with Papa... We choose to stay close to God, then we don't lose anything. We grow, we gain, we rescue, we change the world. Amen.
0: Yeah, for sure. And we find a place of rest that is so beyond comprehension, and we get to dwell together. We get to be in a place of rest right now to share hidden secrets and knowledge. It's the intimacy. Of, of two lovers giving their deepest things or their sweetest secrets. And uh, Papa really wants to share, Jesus really wants to share, El Shaddai really wants to share the secrets of the heart of Elohim with the bride right now. And each of us have different secrets revealed to us, so that's, that's why our drawing together matters so much. So we rest in the mystery together and reveal the mystery together.
1: Let's go get our secrets.
0: Yeah. And we have one more one more announcement or birthday wish, and that is to Cherub. Happy birthday, Cherub.
1: Happy birthday, Cherub.
0: We love you so much.
1: We love you so much. All right. Hey.
0: We'll see you on live stream.
1: See you tonight.